What's going on, guys? This is the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and this is episode number 118. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Matt Graham. How you doing, Matt? Doing good, man. We're in November. Big month. A lot of things happen this month. Guys don't shave. I don't know. It's chaos in these streets. Yeah, we joked before hopping on about our pre-show dump ritual, and I don't think people understand just how important that is. Like it's it's crucial. I I poop in the morning. Every morning I wake up, I poop, shower, I get ready for work. That's what I do. I only poop once a day, and it's in the morning. So I don't take a pre-show dump, but I know you do. So that's that's got to be one of the better things about being an adult. It's like financial independence, you know, having kids and raising them right into good human beings. And then like scheduled bowel movements, like those three things. Financial independence is tricky though, because as many times as I've been super happy to have financial independence, I'm also sad that I don't just wake up on Christmas to a bunch of presents that I had no part of and they're all there for me. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, for the most part, it's pretty cool, but sometimes, you know, like the first of the month, not so much, but. It's okay. Fair enough. All right. On the menu for today, we have an NFL preview of week nine matchups, an update from Urban Meyer, the 58 West King Squid Games, and we have our home league preview. Let's get it started with the NFL preview. We thought about previewing this a day sooner and talking about the Thursday night football game, but it was the New York Jets. So we'll be skipping that game. And then we also had on by the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Washington football team. So in our first matchup, we have Houston traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins, where Miami is favored by six and a half points. The over-under is at 46. Tyrod Taylor is playing this Sunday. Intrigue. Dun-dun-dun. I'm not intrigued. Why not? Tyrod's man. There's a lot going on with this man. Right, Tyrod's playing. He was very effective before he went down with injury. The whole Deshaun Watson was maybe going to be traded to the Miami Dolphins. There's This is... um. I'm trying to hype this game up as much as possible. I'm taking the Dolphins. It's the Texans, guys. It's the Texans. You scared me for a second. I thought you were going with Houston. I also like Miami. They've disappointed this year, but they're at home. And the Houston Texans, they haven't been exactly killing it. So Tyrod may go this weekend. I think he is playing, but it's on the road, and that's just not enough for me. Next game, the Denver Broncos go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 10. Lines at 49 and a half. Who you got? Dallas. Ten and a half point lines, big line. I mean, the Broncos haven't really beaten anybody good, but they've been somewhat competitive even in the games they've lost. Like their defense is good. I'm interested to see what that defense does against Dak. They're Von Millerless now, so that's kind of an issue because he was. Where's, where's he at? He plays for the team that uh, that doesn't believe in draft picks, nor should they. Although it's funny, wouldn't you want to have the Rams discussion? Should we do it now? I was going to save it for when we went over the Rams. Go ahead. All right, so real quick, I'll choose Dallas. I mean, Dak's under center, so I'm going with Dallas also. Well, you got no faith in Cooper Rush? I did. And it got me a, <laughs> a leg up on you in our picks. All right, all right, all right. No caveat. I'm going with Dallas either way. Here's the thing. Because this isn't the first time that the Rams do this periodically. They get criticized for not having draft picks and mortgaging their future. And then they mm-hmm. just keep mortgaging the future. But if they do it in the future, so the future that was supposed to be mortgaged is no longer mortgaged because they've mortgaged a different future. That's right. You just keep mortgaging different futures. You're set. Like, this is genius. How has no NFL team thought of this before? Money's money, whatever. They're in LA. They play in SoFi Stadium. And obviously, this all comes with this. What? They're pl- Where's the Super Bowl being played this year? LA. SoFi Stadium. What do the Rams absolutely want to do? Win a Super Bowl in their own stadium the first year that they're playing. It's, you know, money doesn't matter. Like, look, how much trillions of dollars is American debt? Let's go, Rams. Fired up. Look, we all believe in Windows. It's This is the NFL. We know how this works. And Aaron Donald 
Jalen Ramsey, our salary cap. Why not like take our shot this year? I love the move. They've done it before. They bring in a pass rusher. They bring in Jalen Ramsey for a couple first round picks. So, I mean, this is nothing new for uh, Snead and McVay. All right, next matchup, the Vikings go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, where Baltimore is favored by five and a half. The line's at 49.5. Who are you taking? Caw-caw, 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 Raven. Is that a Raven noise? Could be. It's the Ravens. Uh, the Vikings will keep it close because they always do. They just they don't get blown out. They don't blow teams out. They just always are in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. They play to the level of their competition. But the Ravens are a better team, and they're going to win. They're going to win this game. Yeah, Ravens at home. Coming off a bye, the Vikings should have been able to beat the Cowboys without Dak last week. If they can't pull that off, then they're not going to pull Lamar off on the road. Pull them off. Uh, Freudian slip. All right, New England, they're going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. New England's favored by four points. This line's at 41. Very low. Who are you taking? Stephon Gilmore, revenge game. <laughs> Incoming. I'm taking the Patriots. Patriots are wildly playing good football for a few weeks here. Sneaky. Very Bill Belichickian, just uh, Bill Belichickian. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, they're playing good football. They're minimizing Mac Jones' exposure, minimizing snakes, the kind of things you want to do with a rookie quarterback. They're running the ball. Uh, their defense is playing pretty good football. Yeah, I think they're going to win this game. Carolina beat Atlanta last week. I took, but I, I don't see that continuing. So yeah, give me the Patriots. Bill Belichick, he knows Sam Darnold pretty well after a few years in the AFC East. Carolina's not that great of a team, and the Patriots looked. Like a really solid team last week against LA. They know how to put a game plan together. So I think they're going to get their second straight road win here. I'm also taking the Patriots. Next up, Buffalo. They go to Jacksonville to take on the lowly Jaguars. Buffalo is favored by 14 and a half points. Very, very big spread. And that line's at 48 and a half. Who you got? So Buffalo, first half of the season, was the 30th easiest strength of schedule. Their second half of the season is the 28th easiest or sorry, the 28th hardest, so the fifth easiest strength. Like, how did they get the luck? How did they get the luck of the draw? They're a good team, and now they have mm. the easiest schedule. Yeah, it's Buffalo, and it, we probably talked about it too much. Yeah, Bills, not a question. Next up, Browns. They go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, where Cincinnati's favored by two and a half. The line's at 47. Where are we? The Bengals are leading the AFC North. The Browns are in last place at four and four. Where did we go wrong? Odell Beckham Jr. is being told to stay home. He's cut. He's on the injury report. His uh, shoulder slash personal day. I think I'm fine. <laughs> Why would they cut him and not trade him? I don't understand. Did just was the fact that the post happened after the trade? No, the post happened before the trade deadline. His dad's post. Things escalated quickly. I don't know. There's players, including their safety, that are on Team OBJ. That's not good. This is bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I don't want. I still believe in the Browns, man. I still believe in. But Baker Mayfield's hurt. Give me the Bengals. But see, they just lost to the Jets. I don't. Mike White and the Jets. What is left? What is right? North? South? Celsius? I don't know. know. (laughs) I'm taking the Bengals. I don't feel good about it. Good. I'm going Cleveland. I've been wrong on both of these teams the past couple weeks, so I feel like I'm going to get burned regardless of who I go with. So I'll take a stout run game over a team that just got scorched by Mike White and the Jets. So give me the Browns. Next up, the Falcons go to New Orleans to take on the Saints, where New Orleans is favored by six. This line's at 42 and a half. Who you got? Taysom starter, isn't he? Simeon. I'm taking Atlanta. Ooh, I know. Spicy. I like it. They just bet against Atlanta, too. But you know what? I'm taking Atlanta. I think I think Kyle Pitts. Matt. It's Matt Ryan versus Trevor Simeon slash Taysom Hill. Like I, At some point, quarterback has to matter. I know defense is pretty stout for New Orleans, and Atlanta's defense is 
mm-hmm. questionable at best, but I, I I don't feel good about it either. I'm trying to get some trying to gain some ground on you, take a lead. I'm taking Atlanta. Quarterback does matter. Look what Mike White did to Joe Burrow last week. I see what you did there. <laughs> it doesn't matter apparently. You All right. Turned it around. It's weird picking a team without a quarterback and without any wide receivers. So but here I am. I have the Saints. Defense should get it done against the Falcons. Next up, the Raiders go to New York to take on the G-Men. Las Vegas is favored by three. Lines at 47. You got the Raiders, you got the Giants. Who you got? Derek Carr has had a... Just talk about the building falling down around you. <laughs> what's that yeah. uh, What's that, that song? Slow dancing in a burning room? That's what Derek Carr's doing right now. Because he was fairly close with Henry Ruggs, or at least became somewhat close with Henry Ruggs. He's taking deep shots again. He believed in himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the Raiders. Ooh, taking the Raiders. Okay. Taking the Raiders. They've been, they've been playing good football. Like they've, they're still in the thick of things. <laughs> and they, despite all of the drama, despite all of the problems, he still has Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs can still do it on the ground. Their defense has been playing pretty, pretty good, man. They've been playing pretty good football. And I don't believe the Giants, even a little bit. Give me the Raiders. Yeah. Las Vegas has shown they can play through adversity. You mentioned uh, Henry Ruggs. He's no longer there. Their coach, John Gruden, he's no longer in the league. They've also had a few other injuries. Darren Waller's missed some time. But I think they continue that success that they've had this season and that they beat New York this week. Next up, the Chargers go to Philly to take on your Eagles. The Chargers are favored by one and a half. This line's at 50. Who you got? The Eagles. So last week we were talking about this could be Dan Campbell's first one in the NFL. I think the over-under was 48. And the Eagles got 44 of it on their own. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the Eagles, man. We either blow out terrible teams or are close with good teams mm-hmm. like we they haven't been blown out yet they've been blown out in three quarters and always come back in the fourth quarter and they're within six so let me paint a picture for you okay all right i'm gonna tell you a story about a team a defense who loves to let people run and an offense you just discovered that it doesn't matter who the running back is our offensive line's pretty good let's just run so this team we'll call it the schmilladelphia feagles runs it 70 times for 210 yards I'm taking the Chargers. I love the Eagles, but I don't think they're <laughs> You almost had me. <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers, man. I, we're not going to stop Herbert. Come on. I was preparing like, yeah, they finally figured out to run after they lost their best running back. It makes sense, but well done. I think uh, this is the Chargers bounce back game. I'm half taking them because I think they're going to win. I'm also half taking them because they keep losing when I pick them. And Nate thinks they're winning the AFC. So not today, ISIS. Going with the Chargers. Next game, Green Bay goes to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs without their quarterback. This line has moved. Kansas City's now favored by seven and a half points, and that line's at 47.5. Assuming you're taking the Chiefs? Yes, I'm taking the Chiefs, but I don't feel great about it. The Chiefs are not. You shouldn't. Like, their defense is terrible. Like, I don't I don't care who's quarterback. Like, Aaron Rodgers is out of the game. Okay, so Jordan Love's going to have to play. Jordan Love throws pretty good deep balls, YOLO balls, they call them. And... Poor Sorensen, the safety for the Chiefs, is just, he just looks confused, man. He looks like I look when someone tells me a math equation. Mm -hmm. Only he's being paid a million dollars to cover wide receivers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs because at the end of the day, if it becomes a shootout, you expect Mahomes and company to to put up enough points to win the game. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. This is 2021 where things don't matter. Points are made up. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. If anyone got in on these lines before Rodgers was ruled out, Congratulations on making easy money this weekend. Congrats. Next game, Arizona. They go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. They are currently still favored by one on the road, and that line's at 45 and a half. I know we have 
Kyler Murray and Hopkins, currently questionable. Who are you taking? Hopkins is always questionable. He'll play. I am concerned about Kyler, although you got to be concerned about both of them being questionable after a Thursday night football game playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. That's a long – and then I think Kyler missed practice on Thursday. So, Did he, was he – today, Friday, was he practiced? DNP from what I saw. Because mm. if he's playing, I'm taking the Cardinals all day. If he's not playing, I'm taking the Niners. So this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to assume he plays – I'm going to assume I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll take the Cardinals if Kyler is able to start. If Colt McCoy ends up starting, give me San Francisco. Mention Hopkins. A.J. Green is also on the COVID list. He's been okay as like a number three option on that team. So They got Rondell Moore. They've got, they've got Christian Kirk. Kirk. They've got enough wide receivers to – I mean, if DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green's down, that depth just turned into nothing. Yeah, but. if it's Colt McCoy, Rondell Moore, and Christian Kirk, I don't like that. And Zach Ertz. Connor and Edmonds have been a good one-two punch out of backfield. I that the offensive line's been stout. I I don't know. I'm taking the Cardinals. You can do your wishy-washy caveat if the starting quarterback plays. I am. I'm All right. It. I'll, I'll put Cardinals slash SF for you. So you win no matter what. That's nice. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Next matchup, Tennessee. They travel to LA to take on the Rams on Sunday night football. The Rams are favored by seven and a half. The line's at 53.5. Matt, are you taking the Rams? Yeah, I like the Rams. Although... Tennessee could be frisky, man. Like, emotional game. They just lost the... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not even... It's Rams. Don't even try and talk this up. It's Rams. Yeah, it's the Rams. And with Henry, this would be a tough game to call. But the Rams are going to score at will. And Tennessee's not going to be able to do anything about it. So, Rams by a lot. So, first and foremost, we are a fantasy football podcast. So, I have to drop some fantasy football opinions here. Hot take. Sure. Because I've been listening to several different fantasy football podcasts, and everyone is seeing Adrian Peterson's like he's the second coming. Like, yes, he's old, but he can still pound the rock, literally down work. A few shows I listened to had him as their number one waiver wire target. Like, yeah. game script, everything says that Jeremy Nichols is going to have a big game. If he doesn't, I'm going to look like an idiot mm-hmm. to the 13 people that listen to this. But to the 13 people that do listen to this, especially you, you folks out in, in Poland, like this game is set up for Jeremy Nichols to have a good game, especially in PPR formats. Am I wrong? I think you're correct. I mean, it's not like the Titans were opening up gigantic holes. I mean, Henry was just doing Derrick Henry things. Adrian Peterson is not Derrick Henry. So I spent this much fab on Adrian Peterson this last waiver run. That's a zero. You guys can't see it, but that's a zero. He uh, he took his big out and bent it in a circle. Pretty impressive. He made a zero with his I figured out what it was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just... I picked up Jeremy Nichols in a few places, and like I listened to all these professional fantasy guys, and I'm like, am I stupid? I'm like, no, I'm not stupid. This is the right move. He's my flex player. I'm not starting with my RB1, but like, come on. They should be down, and like in the absence of a run game, screen passes and checkdowns usually get the job done. It's not like Ramsey's not going to be on top of A.J. Brown, and the Rams still want you to run against him. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, what, what are you hoping for with Adrian Peterson? He's not going to catch anything. That was never his thing. So 12 carries, 50, 60 yards. I don't know. And it's not that I expect McNichols to have 7,000 yards and six touchdowns, but I expect him to get, I don't know, 10 to 15 carries for maybe 40 to 50 yards on the ground, mm-hmm. probably four catches for another 30 yards and maybe a touchdown. Like It's not crazy to think that he could get between eight and 15 fantasy points in the PPR. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Had to get that off my chest. Let it out. Our final matchup, the Chicago Bears go to Pittsburgh on Monday night football to take on the Steelers. Pittsburgh is favored by six and a half. Lines at 40. Very low. Matt, who you got? Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I took the Bears over, too. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. 
if past Matt took the Bears over, f- that guy. That guy sucks, and he deserves to take a fireball shot. Just want to games. give that guy one of these just right in the face. And if you listen to our last episode, you know exactly what Tony's doing right now. I'm taking Pittsburgh. They still play solid defense. We saw that last week, and they play decent enough offense. So it's not Big Ben in his prime, but they're well-coached. They're at home, and they're playing a Matt Nagy coach team. I think enough said there. All right, where are we with our picks, Matt? Last week was another dud for me, so I assume you made up some ground. You went 8-6 and six last week. Not great. I went nine and five. Shout out to the Cooper. It's you doubting Dallas, man. <laughs> I get it. I can't believe that I picked Dallas, even with the backup quarterback, and still came out victorious. Um, so I went nine and five. You improved seventy-two and thirty-three, seventy-one and thirty-four for me. So, yeah, I'm I'm right on your heels. I'm nipping at your toes. You're back there. Thank you for compiling those, Matt, and keeping track of that. Uh, let's move on now to our favorite. Urban Meyer segment on the show. We haven't heard from Urban Meyer in a couple of weeks, so it's time to get his nightclub review from Seattle. This week he sent in a legendary spot from downtown Seattle, the Trinity Nightclub. Trinity boasts 16 years of dancing, drinking, and enjoying life with a cocktail in your hand at Washington State's only dance club that allows mixed 18-plus and 20-plus audiences. The thing I found strange about Trinity Nightclub is that it has a Google rating of 3.1 out of 5 stars. It was the lowest that I saw, so I'm not sure if that was intentional. Very curious, Matt. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear what Urban Meyer sent in. So, the lowest rated club in Seattle, right? This is what Urban's looking for. He's trying to lay low. He's not trying to lay low to the point where he's not going to go out. What do you mean? I'm going to go to a different city where my wife sat, not at, and not go out and experience the nightlife and possibly not only a 21 and over crowd, but an 18 and over crowd. We're not going to do that, but we are going to try to go to the club where there's the least amount of people somewhere they never expect a big shot like me to go. These are all his words. I'm just doing my best to channel the review. Of course. Yeah, he thought the drinks were poured a little strong. So he was concerned about that because there were 18-year-olds drinking, even though they weren't supposed to be. He definitely saw a few kids washing off black X's off their hands in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, he even helped a nice young man wash off a black X in the bathroom. A big dude asked if he played football, and then he was like, ah, I don't have to recruit. What am I doing? I'm in the NFL now. I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, I went back out and danced his ass off. There's no pictures of him here, so it's a win for him from that standpoint. I haven't seen any yet, so I, I, this was a success. This was a success. He had a good time, kicked back. His team got obliterated, but that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we've noticed a trend of more low-key spots these last few submissions coming from Urban, so no doubt it's the reason why he also hasn't been caught on social media in another one of those grinding videos. Everybody's seen it. So, uh, yeah, it turns out you can teach an old dog a new trick. Looking forward to Urban's Week 10 submission after their team returns home from Indy. Also, it needs to be said, yeah, there's a lot of travesties about how this podcast isn't the number one podcast in the world. It's unfortunate that people don't hear you, our banter. Um, but I think the biggest travesty is that the Urban Meyer segment isn't more popular because our podcast isn't. Like, this is really good, funny shit. Like, it's 
fucking hilarious, man. No one's doing this. I'm sure Urban would enjoy it. He's not really writing to us, but if he did write to us, it's exactly what he would say. All I'm trying to say is I'm patting you and us on the back because what we're doing is funny and it's not reaching nearly enough ears. Share this podcast with your friends and family, damn it. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. We're here for the third round of the 58 West King Squid Games. Last round, we lost a lot of managers. Everyone made it through the actual game, but a brawl took place once we shut the lights off and put everyone to bed. Once the dust settled, we were left with Julian, Josh Broyles, Alan, Daniel Felice, David, Smoothie, Trey, and Nate. So eight managers, all in debt, all looking for a way out, a way back to their families, a second chance at life. So as always, I'll set up the game, and then Matt's going to go ahead and recap the events of this round. In this game, our participants were asked to team up with someone prior to being told the rules of the game. Once everyone found their partner, we moved our teams to a 58 West King lookalike set. The house, the garage, the beer pong table, Phillips Bronco, everything was there. The teams ended up being Julian and Josh Broyles, two of our friendlier managers, Greenhill and his buddy Daniel Felice. They were BFFs once upon a time in Utah. Nate and Trey, two of the more competitive guys uh, remaining in this competition. They felt like they could beat anybody in this unknown game. And then Smoothie and David. The look in the eyes of Nate and Trey gave me the impression that they were confident that they smelled blood in the water. So you kind of got that feeling from them. So once all the players were on our set, we handed each manager a bag of 10 marbles. We let the teams know that the goal of the game was to earn all 20 marbles between each pair playing any game of their choice and that violence was not allowed. An armed guard followed each pair into the arena and the timer was set to 10 minutes. This is the front man speaking. You can begin now. Talk about a out of left field hook. Tell these people to team up. And little do they know, they're facing off, right? Yeah. Out of left field, crazy shock value. This is this is next level, right? You pick the person you think you want. I want that guy on my side to beat yeah. all these other schmucks. Spoiler alert. Now you have to face against that same guy. And one of you, one of you is not going to make it. One of you is going to die. You have 10 marbles. They have 10 marbles. And you have to find a way to get their 10 marbles. And they have to find a way to get your 10 marbles. How do you do it? They could choose to play a game. They could choose to talk, reason. Things got crazy. So let's start with our first one. Let's go. Let's go right off the bat. Let's throw the heat. It's Nate and Trey, right? We've got Nate Molinay versus Trey Schleister, and they are su- uber competitive. And they're looking at each other, and they're realizing we fucked up. If we picked any other person, we would have won handily, but we picked each other. So what do we do? What happens when an, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Nate appeals to Trey's sense of emotion. He says, look, man, I got two girls. I'm out here. I'm a single dad. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life out here, Trey. Got these girls, man. You got you got your wife. I know you got boys too, but if I go, where do they go? I don't know. You do know. Trey sheds a tear, wipes the waves. He's right, man. You're right. Hands over the marbles. Nate takes the marbles. Trey gets shot in the neck. The guard missed the head. And then Nate's scarred for life. He just has to watch Trey bleed out right in front of him. Pretty, pretty brutal shit. But that's how that went down. 
Oh man, it was rough. I'm tearing up right now. Woof. Having to relive this. Next up, we have David versus Smoothie. Richter himself versus Smoothie. So correct me if I'm wrong. David's in the five, five to five, eight range, depending on if you're looking at real stats or combine stats. You know that goes. Smoothie is six two, six three, six four. He's tall and he's kind of hunched over too. So he's probably even taller. So David looks up at him, up, up at him. and says, look, man, I saw what Nate did. He appealed to motion worked. He's thinking that he didn't say that. He's like, look, man, here's the deal. You've lived your entire life at six, four. I've lived my entire life at five, five. That's at least 25% of the life you've lived as a tall man. I haven't seen the top of anyone's head in years, unless it's children. And I'm never around children. I don't really like children. Come on, man. Let me live the rest of this life as a short man. It's just as much as you've lived this life as a tall man. Smoothie's a nice guy. He folds. He's like, I've lived this whole life at 6'4". I've never had to shave once. Been a pretty good run. Been a pretty good run. Hands over to Tim Marks. Richter wins. Watching Smoothie fall after they shot him, that was, that was something else. It was a long fall. It was a tall fall. <laughs> He's a tall guy. Took a little while for him to hit ground. You're just waiting. Also, people need to know that this 58 West King set is legit. We even got a beer pong table covered in guacamole vomit straight out of Tony's mouth. This is next level good stuff. Tony's still in the toilet. Mo's bed is flipped. His box spring is on top of his, his mattress. Everything. We spared no expense. I mean, the people of this game spared no expense to make this look like realistic. That's right. Next up, we have Green Hill versus Felice. So Felice saw the video of Green Hill chugging a beer. The effort was there. The execution was was not good. No. And he realized, Felice is like, I've been drinking. I've been putting beer down like a champion for years. Green Hill's been his whole life and has not learned how to chug beer. Let's give him a few more years to try. In my honor, Green Hill, chug some beer, get it right. Felice gives the 10 marbles away. He goes down. Got to relax the, got to relax the throat, Alan. Yeah. Sometimes it's tough for some people to relax their throat. It's weird. Comes natural for some of us. Others, not so much. Yeah. Some of us share a bunk bed with our uncle for years. Others. Anyway, I don't even know what that. <laughs> and in our final matchup. We have Navarro versus Broyles. Julian Navarro versus Josh Broyles facing off. This is a tough one. This was tough for both of them. But Broyles is uh, riding high with that Atlanta Braves World Series victory. Just, Mm -hmm. you could talk him into doing anything right now. He has never been happier. You could talk him into a lot of things. Julian probably should have talked him into more things. But all Julian did was talk him into giving him his marbles probably could talk him into better stuff but he said you know what man you gotta give me your marbles your team just won the world series it's all downhill from here i've got a lot of life to live i am deep inside the underground thong market and without me that thong market goes goes away it does. we need that the league needs that the underground thong market needs that you can't just get rid of pablo escobar and expect to thrive well you can because people love but Without Julian Navarro, the thong market goes to shit. So this is a pretty easy decision for Broyles. Factoring everything in, the Braves winning. Julian's thong attachments gives up the marbles. Navarro wins this round. This was the right move. This was the right move for all involved. Another sad one, too, because there's there's kids involved. And Julian's got a son. Josh, he's got, you know, a, a son and a, a daughter. I think they're in elementary school. So, yeah, it's another another tearjerker, this one. We don't like doing this. We don't choose to do this. This is we just don't what we don't want to do this back here behind these microphones. Guys, we we play the hand we're dealt, 
And these are the hands that you dealt us. Yeah, this is your fault. Stop betting on the Bengals in a parlay to beat the Jets, and you won't be here. Our group chat is is titled Never Parlay. You guys did this to yourself. So just look in the mirror. Next time you're looking for someone to blame, person's right there. It's right there in front of you. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's in the mirror. It's Joe Burrow. All right, unexpected turn of events, I'm sure, for our managers. You know, you go in, you think you're getting teamed up with someone you can rely on, only to learn that you have to take out that person to make it to the next round. It's just sad stuff. Very emotional. Uh, but next week, we've got some Champions League dignitaries flying into our remote island to observe our fourth round. So we'll begin making preparations for those guys once we're done recording here. Thank you for that recap, Matt. That was phenomenal. Dignitaries? There's nothing dignified about the Champions League. Oh, we got some VIPs coming. Very important all right, we'll finish this episode up with our home league matchup previews for week nine. Last week, we used best jawline to determine who was going to win each matchup. And we picked every single matchup correctly, believe it or not. You know what that means. We're using a similar technique this week. We'll shift now from vanity to something seemingly every other country in the world is better at than us. That's spelling. So in our first matchup, we have the banana stand. Bananas. Taking on the Tinker Stinkers. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people. Matt, who would do better at a spelling bee? It's you. Not only am I looking at the degree on the wall behind you, but I can only imagine with one eye, Wayne's been skimming. <laughs> Sorry. I can only imagine Wayne's been skimming pages his whole life. You know when you see on Facebook that, like, if you can read this, you're a genius because, like, four letters? No. If you read that, you're an idiot that reads on Facebook. But I can only imagine that, like, to save time, he doesn't focus on every word as much as someone with two eyes would. He's losing the spelling bee. It's unfortunate, but you're winning this match. Yeah, fun fact. I actually finished second place in uh, the district spelling bee when I was in middle school. You finished second, too? It was fifth grade. So it wasn't middle school. It was elementary yeah. school spelling bee. But yeah, it was district. It was a Nicolette. They did it on that stage at the old high school. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember. I dominated Cabazon Elementary School. Those kids didn't stand a chance. I didn't even know they could read and write out there. It's weird you guys had a spelling bee. I blew through them. No one thought I was going to do well. It's like, well, yeah, he won the AFC South. Yeah. It's not like he's going to do anything in the playoffs. And then your boy showed up. Nice. That's going to factor into my decision here in a couple matchups. But in our next matchup... <laughs> Takes on the GNTs. No, Kelly Clarkson! Who's winning this, Eric or Trey? This is tough, right? I got to think that as smart as Trey is, he is focused on his body way more than his mind over the last, I don't know, decade plus. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking smoothie. I'm taking smoothie with the glasses. Trey's on the Peloton. You don't read on the Peloton. You don't. Smoothie smoothie has all this extra time. He's not shaving or getting haircuts. And he spent it in the books. He's yeah. going to get this dub. He's going to get this dub. He's going to spell words correctly. Speaking of Peloton, that stock has tanked. That's cost me a lot of money. So Trey does have a Peloton, and I'm going to go ahead and take my anger and aggressiveness out on Trey and go ahead and pick Smoothie. Nothing to do with spelling for this one. I'm sorry. Next matchup. Boner Jams 03. Taking on Dak to the future. Great Scott! You said you finished second in a district spelling bee in fifth grade. Here's the other problem. I slipped the moderator... $30, a 20 and a 10, two bills to make it look more substantial. It wasn't that substantial, but I handed the moderator and I said, hey, just ask him to spell Eagles. Mm. So the moderator went up and said, all right, Dak to the Future, spell Eagles. Josh goes, Dak to the Future goes, can you use it in a sentence? And the moderator goes, 
the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. And Dak the Future says, okay, G-A- Eagles. <laughs> Wrong. He loses his boner jams 03 to the moon. Gonna win. Worth it. And you know what? Because he had the courage, the boldness to do that on stage, I'm going with Josh in this competition. If he pulls something out like that this week, he's gonna win. All right, next matchup in Glorious Baz Turds taking on just here, no fine. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Who you got? Who do you have? I need to I need to ruminate. I need to think about it. I need to get I just you go. You go. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh so as we all know. You know, Alan, he's pushing early 30s, maybe 35. Jason, Jason has lived two of Alan's lives. And, you know, you live that long. You've seen a lot of words. You've seen how a lot of words are spelled. You know how to spell a lot of words. I'm taking Jason this week. Yeah, you're right. I take it the Green Hills true champion is a beast mode himself. And I don't take him for a reader. So we're <laughs> not that reading equates better spelling but it kind of does because you're reading words that are written. So yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Bass in this one. All right, second to last matchup. Meaty Clackers is taking on Otter Job. You got Brandon. Or you got Albert. Brandon watches porn. I don't know that he ever worries about spelling. Maybe he doesn't watch porn, but now nah, he watches it. I'm, he's he's bringing porn lines for Champions League. So I'm taking Otter Job. I'm taking Otter Job to win this spelling bee. Uh, I I know something uh, about Brandon that. Probably would have helped you decide who was going to win this matchup. He does watch porn. You are correct. He watches a lot of it. A lot. Um, he does our porn lines over there in Champions League. But you know what, Matt? He watches porn with the subtitles on. <gasps> he reads a lot of words. His vocabulary is substantial. He's got the little words. He's got the big words. The big words. He's got the girthy words. So I'm taking Brandon this week. Taking Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And in our main event, we have Peeping Tomlinson. Big pimpin', spending cheese. So Julian taking on the Vinegar Strokes, your boy Nate. Who are you taking? Nate is... I take Nate as the kind of guy that corrects your speech while typing a text message that should be completely left out of spelling issues um but he does so nate's the kind of guy that makes sure he takes care of the he dots the i's he crosses the t's he spells things correctly i n d e p e n d e n t do you know what that spells it spells independent nate's gonna take this one down i know i've said before that i would not do this but i've got nate here because this is a good spot for him and i believe he's gonna absolutely smash julian in spelling and in fantasy football this week. So let's go. Reverse jinx, Josh Callis, trademark 2008. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for you. I've grown accustomed to leaving my audience wanting more, but that's all I got. That's the whole thing. Matt, closing remarks. Wanting more, we gave them a lot. Okay, well, this is, this is an action-packed episode. We gave you a lot to edit. We gave them a lot to listen to. We pulled out all the tricks, all the stops. We just gave them anniversary sex. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. Yeah, you're only going to see about 40, 45 minutes. We're going on two hours here. We're going on two. The stamina is real. You guys don't even know. You don't even know. But we'll be back for the week nine recap next week. Please keep an eye out for that. Also on Twitter, we're going to have a mailbag offering. And remember, doesn't have to be fantasy football related. Matt and I are here to answer all of your questions. 
It'll be on Twitter. I'll post it on Facebook, Instagram, most of the socials, TikTok. I'll even do TikTok for the six followers I have on TikTok that don't listen to this. Maybe they'll jump in. Um, we will do a mailbag episode. Yes. Uh, Matt, would you like to lead us uh, into this episode's banger of the week? No, I will not. I'm not standing for this. I want no part of this. We don't have bangers of the week. What are you doing? Don't <laughs> don't infect. Look, you have you have solidarity control over your 17 other podcasts, for your 30 other leagues, and your 17,000 Twitter accounts. We are co-hosts and co-creators of this podcast. You do more of the work. I would say it's an 80-20 split, but no. No, hard no. There's no bang of the week. I was just hoping for that reaction. So you got it. You got it. All right. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Vamanos. I love you. Fly me to the moon and let me fly among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other speaking I'm happy to hear you enjoyed the game the host is currently waiting for the VIPs to arrive <laughs>